You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 780, Legion of Superheroes number 74, Prisoner of the Superheroes. Welcome to episode 780 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Griffin Guy, because um, we, uh, my wife and I went to the homecoming game yesterday, and our team, well, they beat the absolute ever-loving crap out of, uh, out of the York University team. And uh, so at the end of it, everyone was saying, alas, poor York. Um, but... Uh, it ended up being uh, eighty-eight to uh, to se- to seven. So wow, uh, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, to say it was a route is a, is a bit ridiculous. <laughs> like it got to the point where it's like, how are they going to keep everyone here? <laughs> Put in but your it was third a, string. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. Like, like maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe tie their one one arm behind their backs just to make it interesting. Um, and, uh, or blindfold them. I don't know. See what, see what we can do. Uh, because at some point it, it just, uh, uh, gets kind of embarrassing to, uh, to see the other team just, uh, keep dropping. Now, last year, uh, our team got trounced, not nearly to that degree, uh, but it was a pretty disappointing game. So this certainly made up for it this year. So, uh, yeah, so that, uh, that is me for this week. And so with, uh, with football uh, up here in the north, uh, what is making touchdowns down in the south, Travis? Hey, everybody. This is Travis Illisor, and this weekend I'm going to be quick movie thoughts, lad. Although we do have plenty of football going on around here. Uh, so <laughs> yesterday uh, I spent most of the day at home. Um I'm going out of town later this week, and it was all about not spending any money this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched two movies on the streaming services. Um, the first one I watched was the latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the Mutant Mayhem one. The uh, Oh, that's a fun movie. That, that was it. fun. That Yes. Uh I got to say quite different than the others, uh, uh-huh. but I really liked it. It was just very, very lighthearted, very funny. Um, the only, if I had a quibble with it, mm-hmm. uh, there was quite a few pop culture references. And well, that's I, your, that's your Seth Rogen. I know yeah. those, those jokes never age well. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, yeah, this is a kid's movie. And then in 20 years, kids are watching this. They're not going to have a clue what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. Kids, yeah, kids but, aren't going to remember what Riz is. Yeah. Or, that's, that's true. But some who, of the, who things the popular thought, musical artists were, but, but some of the things I thought were, uh, well, the songs were already like 20, 30 years old. Well, a lot of them. And I also thought the, um, you did a great job. Like the Ferris Bueller reference. Like that's my son. We had to, we had to, my son, my son watched Ferris Bueller because we were like, oh, that's, that was a big movie when we were kids. Yeah. 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 That's weird. Cause I, can't, I haven't seen it yet. I intend to, I plan to go to the theater, but I didn't. Uh, and now I realize it's on. You haven't Paramount seen Ferris Plus. Bueller's day off. 
Oh, actually, I haven't seen that movie either. And no, I was talking about Turtles. Oh my gosh! Oh. Yeah. No, sorry, it's just one of those movies I never watched. He's Ooh. he's like it's uh, yeah, because uh, we got to remember Jim's a little younger than the than the I rest got the of cultural. Old folks. I got the the cultural osmosis. I I know the main ones. I know about the, running running the odometer in reverse and Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> you know the important ones. Yeah, well, okay. But you haven't and seen it. And the, yeah, uh, there's more to it. What you still here? Go home. Uh, Welcome to Ferris Bueller cast, everyone. <laughs> Take yeah. a drink. I remember Funny the Ferris Bueller TV show. Yes, yeah. yes. With Je- uh, Jennifer Aniston playing his sister. Oh, back in the day. Um. Anyway, so I watched that. I enjoyed it. The other nice. one I watched uh, on the Hulu uh, was called No One Will Save You, Ooh. which is a horror movie. A sci-fi horror movie. Uh, it is a, I'd say, 99% dialogueless movie. There's really not any real talking in it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a home invasion story with a sci-fi twist. Mm. Because, you know, spo- spoilers, so to speak, but aliens. Um, mm. but anyway, uh, a girl by herself in a house in the middle of nowhere. And I guess she left the, uh, and I, I don't know, it, you know, every one of these movies, of course, like a, a door's unlocked and the window's open. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was really good. Um, and the ending was very unexpected. Um, highly recommend it. It's, it's mostly just uh, Caitlin Deaver or Dever, however you say oh, her yeah, last yeah, name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Deaver, um, yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she's really good in this, and it's it's mostly her. Like ninety five percent of the movie is just her, and uh, she's yeah, just she's dealing with this invasion. That's cool. But anyway, uh, highly recommend it. Watch it in the dark. <laughs> it's a nice. mostly dark movie, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's me for this week. Very cool. um, over to you, Jim. Yes. Uh, hey, everyone. It's Jim Purcell. Uh, this week, I was uh, check engine light, lad. Oh, My no. check engine light has come on. Uh, uh, the good news is, based on the code that came back, it's just an emissions problem, which uh, will still need to be fixed. But currently, the car is still on the road. That's what but, he uh, said. It is. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> An emissions problem. Oh, That's what right. He said. OK, got it. Got it. I understand. I got that reference. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it's just one more of those things. Uh, inopportune. It's not time, a happy light, Jim. It's not a happy light. No. See, the more more annoying part about it is now that the light is on. If it ever came on for something else, I wouldn't know it because the light is already on. Right. <laughs> yeah, we went through that too. Jan's had a uh, and it got an issue with the. Uh, it's a catalytic converter thing. And, um, and it's kind of like, well, we're going to probably take care of that at the end of this month, but you know, until then, so she just went by and it's like, can you just run the code on this again? Like we know the guy who runs the service department at a a nearby dealership. So it's kind of a code for me just to make sure there isn't something else as well. (laughs) Yeah. I had one on my old car that was on for a while. I, I, they checked it. And then uh, he'd say, yeah, it's like a sensor inside uh, 
where your window comes down door. He said, it's not working properly, but your window still goes up and down. He said, we can order a new part and replace it. He said, but who cares? So it's like, okay, well, let's let the light be on. Why would the check engine light come on for a window problem? It, they come on for everything now. Breaking yeah. cars. Yeah, the newer your car. My check engine light came on for my battery, which is bizarre because that's you'd think the battery light would come yeah. on for that. But no, the battery light comes on for different types of electrical problems in, 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 in my car. So I was like, wait, what? I was like, it's like, oh, so the good news is I just needed a new battery. <laughs> the bad news is I was like, oh, this is not roadworthy. Who knows what is happening? You know? Yeah, that's it for sure. Madness. Honestly, yeah. that's all with me this week. All right. Oh, over to you, Justin. All right. I'm Justin. I am a uh, 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 large groups of friends lad or uh, my my son. His closest friends right now are triplets, and uh, we had oh. him and his uh, family over for dinner on Friday, uh, which his was closest fun. friends are Cargites. Wait, <laughs> well, no, no, they don't split. They're just always separate. <laughs> and, and he's friends with, and, he's, and he's friends with all of them. He is. It's kind of cool. Like it's like they're all. I mean, he's he's really like close friends with one of them the most, mm-hmm. but they all have aspects that he like digs. Like yeah. one of them loves to like is much one of the two of them are identical and one is fraternal. Okay. So the one who's fraternal is a little sporty and loves to be outside and stuff. And, and my son loves to be outside. So like they, they're much more like physically playful outside and stuff. Right. Uh, well, that sounds, that sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Like, well, running yeah, and stuff. yeah, totally get it. Yeah. Then, then the other one loves trains. My son loves trains. He goes nuts for trains. So they have that in common and they talk about that and like other goofy stuff too. And then there's one he's probably the closest to that they love. Like he, my son's into like five nights at Freddy's, Mm, Um, you know, he's nine. And I guess like the nine, 10 year olds are kind of into like that sort of, I don't know, like safe quote unquote safe horror or, you know, horror. Yeah. So they're kind of yeah. like they're kind of into that stuff and this stuff called like skippity toilet. I there's a whole Oh god, skippity of, toilet. Don't even No, I don't even a, know what that is. I, I you know what? Like I'm just you know, I'm being like dragged against my will to kind of finding out what these things are because at a certain point I'm like, "Oh, I have to find out what this is to make sure it's not like for safety." Yeah, for safety's sake. And then it's like, "Why, why did I watch that?" But some of it's skip, like Skip skippity toilet is just weird. I, it is it is bizarre, but like also, it's giving him uh, like my son has a really really good memory. Like I don't know where that came from, um, but he is <laughs> like they have the great these like great eighties songs. Like they're um, everyone wants to rule the world. Yeah, right. like my son knows all the lyrics to that because now they're, they're they play that all the time in Skippity Toilet. Uh-huh. You know, like or or they went through a phase where they did, and he's just like he's humming him. Like, wait, how do you know that song? <laughs> That's like, amazing. You have seen no 80s movies, but it's kind of bizarre. So anyway, these kids are running around and their little sister and the mom were here uh, Friday. That was a, a nice long evening. Um, and then today, just as an impulse, it's been raining here in the Northeast um, or you know, in New Jersey anyway. Uh, it's just been miserable the last couple of days. So we took uh, we took all the boys to Dave and Buster's today for lunch and then, you know, some uh, child gambling and uh yes <laughs> and that that was awesome so a blast too and then someone had their card get stolen so it's like uh 
now we have to get him his points back or you know like it's like yeah. we don't want no tears everyone, everyone should be happy and then we uh, ended up just hanging out with him again uh, another whole day uh so it's been uh, it's a lot of indoors with a lot of screaming kids but uh it was you know all in all it's been fun nice. and they're lucky they have all they all have off tomorrow uh, unfortunately i don't mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh as long as they're not over here screaming i'll be fine yeah exactly and, uh, that's that's me and i didn't i had no idea that movie um no one's coming to save you was already on hulu that i uh i might watch that tonight i uh i'm dying to see that i loved her in justified uh yeah. and dope sick she was great in too yeah but uh yeah you really can't go wrong that's where i am uh, Paul, are any of your kids into Five Nights at Freddy's? No, one of Ella's friends was really into it a couple of years ago. And yeah. um, like uh, probably right, right, right around when they were nine or ten, exactly. And um, Ella never really got into it. Um, she was more interested in like she wanted to see, you know, real horror movies. So I said, OK, so let's watch Dracula. And uh, so we watched, you well, know, Be- Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi Dracula. Yeah, exactly. And she really dug it. Like she, she liked um, those ones. And so we kind of branched into other one, other uh, um, sort of scary movies uh, at the time. And uh, so she never really got into that stuff. Like, and Monster High was something that, again, a lot of her friends were really into. Um, when they were way too young to be into it. And, right. uh, and so, um, and you know, Jam was kind of like, yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't watch that stuff. So she just never got into it. Uh, but I she likes wonder about that. Yeah. Like, uh, these things being marketed like below the appropriate age. And that's it. Freddy's, and, the game is actually scary. It, it is a frightening yeah. game. Yeah. Like she uh, got all, into, all the spinoff materials are like more, uh, more marketed to kids though. Totally. And, uh, and so she got into, uh, you, you know, like more like, like, like goosebumps and, um, um, and then, you know, just she and her friends started getting into things like the scream movies and that sort of thing. Although I was like, you know, I said to her, no, you're, you're going to at least watch Friday the 13th before you go uh, <laughs> watching Scream. You cannot you watch the parody without understanding what they are parodying. You, you can't for, watch Watchmen. No, 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 for, you can't read Watchmen first. Exactly. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a parody. It's an homage. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yes. But, you know, like a, a deconstruction, uh, if you will. Yeah, so, a deconstruction. of yeah. Yes. So, so it's uh, like, understand what they're deconstructing before you watch that, because you'll enjoy it more because when they start talking about the different tropes, you're like, oh yeah, totally. Rather than having the first horror movie that you watch, explain all the tropes to you, uh, you know, piece by piece. When you told her this, were you standing in front of a a cork board with all kinds of like line uh, strings attached? Yeah, I had little threads. because uh, Nev Campbell grew up around here, so um, so she's patient zero, and uh, you had to have the threads that went to each uh, it, it went to each person. So why well, you can't watch this movie? Because you got to watch all these other movies. <laughs> well, and and so I I cut it down to um, uh, we watched um, and actually Nightmare on Elm Street we just watched last year, but it was like we watched uh, Friday the Thirteenth, which comes off really tame uh nowadays and uh and we watch uh, halloween she's she's 14 oh okay never mind yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, no, that's okay yeah. then 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe she no, was my, ten when I. Maybe she was ten when I started. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That's, well, then, uh, yeah, fourteen would be a age. My kid's nine, and like because of YouTube and stuff, he he learns a little bit about these things. Then he starts asking questions. Like, when am, when can I watch it? I'm like, you can't watch it. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. like, you like like some things I know give him nightmares or would give him nightmares. Hey, and hey, other things. Totally. Like, we experiment. Like, I'm like, monsters, he doesn't seem to, like, you know, like, with Godzilla and stuff. Like, he's sure. not afraid of Godzilla. Yeah. So, like, pure monster stuff. So, we did experiment a little bit with certain scenes in the mist. Like, he was big into the monsters. Oh, and, like, yeah. that, 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 that's fine. This like, is fine too with that. scary. It's more suspenseful. Well, it's, I think it's stuff that scares you as you get a bit older. <laughs> Yeah, but like, but like, yeah. he wanted to watch. Uh, he saw the first scene, like the very first scene from it, yeah, where the clown is like talking to Georgie, yeah, and that was like, but he got it. He was like, oh, that is scary. <laughs> like, you know what? It's you, like totally. I found it very interesting, and I, I said to her, like, she wants to, uh, she wants to watch those, and I'm, I'm like, honestly, kid, read the book first. It's so much better. Um, yeah, and I, uh, you yeah, know, read all about the giant spider. Absolutely. I don't like the way they split it out. Um, but um, so so we had talked about that, but but it's interesting because, you know, I found the whole thing with uh, where the clown, you know, the clown meets up with Georgie, um, um, you know, pretty scary when I was a, a kid. But I remember going to see that movie when the first movie when it came out and thinking, wow, the part that scares me is the kid going out on his own. And, yeah. uh, and just the scene between the two of them. And it's just, you know, just from a different life lifetime perspective, it, uh, oh, it yeah. was like, oh, this, this movie's fucking terrifying now. <laughs> oh, so many, once I became a father, so yeah. many movies have flipped on why they're scary or how they're scary or if they were scary, they, exactly. maybe they weren't before. Now they are like, oh, oh, like it's totally flipped how that goes. But I used to get that all the time. Like people would be like, oh, do you, do you ever watch, uh, you, you like true crime stuff? Did you, do you ever watch uh, Criminal Minds? And it's like, no, no, I have my <laughs> nightmares to supply me with all those stories. Thank you. Yeah, no <laughs> thanks. You, yeah. you said you, you said you went and watched it, but wasn't Tim Curry it a TV miniseries? Um, that was, yes, that it was, was. The first, it was, that was, but that, that was, was in the nineties. Yeah, that was a long time ago. With John Ritter too, I think. Right. That's right. John yes. Ritter played Richie. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was very good for a T. I remember that being good. I haven't gone back. Maybe it's not. But uh, I remember it also was had like the limitations of being a TV miniseries and and having a TV budget at the time, which was a different thing. Um, so wait. Yeah, so when yeah, you said you yeah. when you said you went and saw it, you were talking about chapter one, the new one. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Because you, yeah. you know you're you're old enough to have seen the original. I thought it's you true. were talking about it's that. It's true. I yeah. I had I've I've seen it multiple times because at the time it was you know we didn't have a lot of Stephen King adaptations. I mean I say that um, from when I was like ten to when I was probably fifteen, there were a lot of them. Um, but. Yeah. He, but you know, it was like, uh, like, like to have one on 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 TV. Come on. Um, so you, look, yeah. you also you you said you recommended she uh, read the book yeah. uh, first. Well, I, I I read The Stand when I was fourteen, so she's about oh. the right age. Yeah, was, I, I read the, it. Yeah, I read that when I was about uh, 
probably 12 or 13 and yeah. uh, still my favorite. You learned so many, you learned so many interesting things in the stand it's at 12 and 14. True. It's very, it's very detailed things. <laughs> M-O-O-N, that smells interesting. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, I love that. That was another one though. Like that, I think there was like, was it back to back years? And then like right before I went to college, there was like 92, 93. I think it was it. And then I think the next year was the stand. With uh, I think that's that. that's right. That's the one with uh, with Rob Lowe and Molly Ringwald, and Molly Ringwald, Gary Sinise, Gary Sinise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Gary Sinise. Like that was just, that, and that was that. I think that feels like it had a bigger budget. Again, I haven't seen it in a long time, but that was that was so good. Yeah, oh, and Matt Frewer. That's right, Matt Frewer. Uh, the guy who used to play Parker Lewis can't lose. I can forget his name. Pornemic. Um, yeah, that was a, I love that movie. And that, that got me to read the book. That was one of the ones where I saw yeah. the movie, the miniseries first. And I was like, Oh, Oh, the book is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, they, they left out a few was, things like, concerning the trash can man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and I welcome to this episode of Stephen King cast. Exactly. <laughs> well, before we go uh, too far off on this tangent, let's uh, bring it back around uh, for um, uh, an in- for our last intro of the evening. Hello, all. I'm Alan Williams, and today I am birthday boy. Hooray! As of today, As of today I have hit the double nickel, fifty-five. Double nickel. Um, and I got a I got a very fun birthday story for you. Okay. Um, all right. So all over on Instagram, one of the people that I follow on Instagram is Alex Garfin, who plays Jordan Kent on Superman and Lois. Oh, okay. And his birthday was yesterday. And so I sent uh, along with hundreds of other people. I said happy birthday and like. A few other people, you know, I mentioned, oh, yeah, my birthday's tomorrow. So he actually replied back with happy birthday. I got got a happy birthday from an actual TV personality. And and it is a happy birthday from, like, one degree removed from Superman. I know one degree removed from Superman, which means that it is that it is very close to the Legion of Superheroes. So it's kind of like, oh my god, oh my god, Alex Garfin like, actually said, <laughs> and, you know, not 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 that you know the, the the whole point thinking, you know, at the same time I'm also thinking, you know, I, I was just about to turn 35 when he was born. Right. Then I right. felt old again. Yeah, then I did it. But still, so well, yes, cool. I, I've spent I spent my birthday doing the most doing the best thing I could possibly do, sleep. Nice. That, that's birthday. what us. That's what us middle-aged men do. We sleep right. on our birthday. That's right. Because this is the new <laughs> middle. Do you mean like sleep in, or did you get to do what I can only ima- uh, dream about? Is what? take a nap. <laughs> um, I didn't. Well, I had a case of insomnia, so I was up till four in the morning. Mm. But then I didn't actually get up out of bed until two thirty. Wow, a crack so, of two! I gotta love it. It's uh, a beautiful well, thing. Considering I'm considering I've got a doctor's appointment at seven in the morning tomorrow. Yeah, hey. I gotta love it. <laughs> I'd better love it, or I'm in deep trouble. Yeah. There you go. 
Very nice. Well, happy birthday, sir. Thank you, sir. And now that that brings us to the next portion, which is Legion News. Crickets. And that and that's why we had so much intro. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we, had to, we had to, you know, make the balance for the uh, the Legion news that we weren't having. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, let's uh, look toward the future, tense. Um, and uh, oh, Justin, yes. you're going to lead us uh, through uh, through the issue this week. So let's uh, get into it. Okay. So we have a Legion of Superheroes. Uh, number issue 74, uh, Future Tense Part 2 of 3. We have a beautiful uh, oh, rainbow yeah. effect cover where we see uh, the Legionnaires sort of in different perspectives and uh, orientations, uh, looking like they're kind of falling. Um, yeah, falling, I guess, sort of into the into the white light, uh, which is sort of the center of the cover. Stay uh, away from the light, Carolyn. Exactly. We see Brainiac 5 upside down. Uh, well, of course, we see Superboy fairly front and center. Um, looks like a, a triad is sort of tumbling. Um, looks like she's kind of falling over. We see Cam. We see an upside down Cosmic Boy. And we see Saturn Girl in the background, sort of the smallest one or the farthest one away. And then the cover also has a pair, McCraw, Motor, and Boyd uh, on the cover. Then uh, we we open the uh, issue and well, well, we have... well. let's give some oh. cover credits. Uh, the cover was penciled by Alan Davis, inked by Mark Farmer, and colors were by Patrick Martin. Oh, why? Why Tom McCraw didn't color it? I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. Wonder if most of the colors was, was an effect because it looks different. Like it doesn't look normal. Yeah, that's that's oh, definitely it's early it, computer it, effects. It's early yeah. computer airbrushing. I, yeah, it's a lot of neat light, uh, light, you know, sort of uh, uh, lens flary uh, light uh, projections and stuff. It looks neat. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a very eye-catching color. Totally. I, I always like when they travel back and forth. It's a very rainbow effect. Yeah. Um, okay, so now on to the first page. The center, there's just one giant panel. Uh, pretty much good consistency from the front cover. It looks like uh, there's kind of a pulsing tunnel of color for lack of a better way of describing it, a rainbow tunnel of color. Uh, and the Legionnaires are flying through it on uh, various, uh, you know, sort of looks like windswept hair. And Superboy is going, now what? Um, and uh, we see the whole team I just described on the cover, Cosmic Boy, Cam, Saturn Girl, and uh, Brainiac 5 and Triad. And then we have the, on both sides of that panel, we have the Legion roll call. On the left side, we have Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, Brainiac 5, five triad chameleon on the right side we have invisible kid uh shrinking violet with the great magnifying glass effect uh so you can see her uh leviathan who crowds out his little tiny box um spark and guest starring superboy um who looks much older uh, when uh um (laughs) yeah (laughs) he does look a lot more mature Uh, um the name of the issue or the title of the issue rather is prisoner of the superheroes and Which is a reference to Adventure Comics number 267, by the way. Oh, nice. The oh, second really? appearance of the Legion, yeah. Huh. That Superboy piece just looks out of place to me. Yeah. It's not the same lettering as the cover, as this uh, Legion of Superheroes, right. which is, I thought was too. And your guide to the 30th century, Tom Payer, co-plotter, scripter. 
Tom McCraw, co-plotter, colorist, Lee Motor, penciler, Ron Boyd, inker, uh, Pat Rousseau, letterer, Mike McAveney, assistant editor, Casey Carlson, editor. And then we turn the page. Uh, we have Superboy. One minute I'm taking reality for granted, which I'll never do again, I swear. Then zap. Suddenly I'm on sliders. <laughs> reference that will never age yeah, out. No, no, wait. Um, no, wait. Suddenly I'm on sliders. <laughs> sliders. <laughs> um, then, excuse me, He's future people. Castle? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Professor. Um, oh, what's. Um, Gonna make a joke, but I forgot his name. Arturo. Arturo, yes. <laughs> Professor Gimli. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I never watched that show, but uh, I know they met Cro Magnon people, and I was like, nope, I don't need to get into this. <laughs> I'm sure cavemen made many appearances in that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe they did. Um, so then, uh, so then Superboy sort of following them as they're all sort of floating around in this color tunnel. Hey, excuse me, future people. Great. They look as out of it as me. And then we see uh, it looks like um, – well, then he goes, whoa, watch it, as Cam looks like he's kind of being sucked into a black hole. Like his legs are kind of rounding. This is a great picture. Uh, Cam, chameleon boy looks like – or chameleon looks like he's being stretched out and his legs are kind Take of going around a corner. Uh, his legs are kind of going around a corner. You can't even see his feet. And he's going ah. – and uh, Superboy It's goes, like there's some sort of pliability oh. that is kind of automatically on. Well, he was stretching in the previous panel. Okay. Well, that's right. Like. right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's being – so maybe that was a mistake. And well, everyone looks, a, everyone looks a little distorted in that panel. Superboy's torso yeah. looks a little stretched and Koss is a little yeah. awkward. Yeah. But it's hard to tell if he were stretching or if it was just uh, – but I know, yeah. I know this cam does stretch though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's he, he does that a lot. Yes, and he was doing it. He was uh, you know pulling a Reed Richards in the uh, second panel. Absolutely, very, yeah. You know the the long elongated torso um, on one of the arms. Okay, so then Superboy goes, "Uh oh, kid with the antlers looks headed for the deep end. Go limp. I'll grab you." And then we see him fly towards uh, Cam, and right before they seem to touch, it's an all white. Uh, fresh. Then we turn the page, and we're back in the 30th century on the time uh, time platform, nay bubble. Um, they're just on this uh, very futuristic looking. I don't know. Looks like a little. Uh, what do you call those? Like a uh, bandstand or something? Where there's a little staircase, and it's all like this yellow technology floor, yeah. for lack of a better phrase. Um, and then the whole team is standing. They're all standing fine. Leviathan is the background. And he goes back already. Um, and then Cosmopoy is coming down the stairs, these little two stairs. We didn't exactly plan on it, but you're taking our return rather blandly. And Leviathan goes, well, you're only gone for a minute. Hey, where's excess? Uh, and uh, uh, Cosmic Boy, we hope she'd be here. Leviathan, you lost her? And who's this? Pointing at Superboy. <laughs> and now we see they have the uh, sort of language effect around Superboy. He's saying, whoa, chill. Where? And now the effect is gone. In the next panel, are we? Saturn Girl goes, uh, sorry, Superboy. I've reestablished your translation link. And then Leviathan, Superboy? That's Superman when he was a boy? Yes. Love it. Oh. <laughs> Someone had to say it. Uh, yeah. 
Brainiac goes, hardly. Uh, Superboy. <laughs> but where are we? And Brainiac, the 30th century, of course. Uh, and then Superboy, the real 30th century? Like the one a thousand years from now? And Brainiac, no, it's now, actually. Uh, but you wouldn't. You couldn't. We can't release Valor from the stasis zone in your era. That would create a paradox since he's in the zone now. And, unlikely as it sounds, we need your knowledge of the zone projector to extricate him. And Superboy. But I did volunteer to Brainiac 5. Look, you trapped him in there. You're going to help us free him. That's right. Don't be in a super deck. Yeah, and then Superboy is just staring at him in one panel with his earring and his sunglasses. Um, And then he's touching the computer panel and using his tactile kinesis, which he does not explain here, but for those of us who read Superboy, we note this. <laughs> um, it's, it's often explained. He's using it to, I guess, grab Brainiac 5 and pull him against the co- uh, console using all the various uh, wires and equipment in the computer. I didn't actually think tactile you- telekinesis had that much fine control. But well, it, as much as the writer, of- Yeah. <laughs> he does all sorts of stuff in in his book yeah yeah I mean, by now though i think he could do this uh or at least with like spare yeah. parts i didn't know yeah. yeah and he goes you geek i saved valor he was croaking from lead poisoning and you make it sound like i zoned him for kicks uh and then cosmic boy is sort of grabbing superboy's shoulder superboy please and superboy you need help getting him out i'm up for it just ask that's all i want just ask and then Brainiac 5, the Cosmic Boy, get this Cro-Magnon off me. And then uh, Superboy is yelling at Cosmic Boy, this is what I get for trusting a kid named Brainiac. Like there were no clues. Cosmic Boy going uh, Superboy, while Cosmic Boy is also using his magnetism to free Brainiac. And Cosmic Boy again in the next panel, I apologize. Brainiac had no right to drag you here. Superboy, yeah, well. And Cosmic Boy, I promise you, after we free Valor, we'll send you home first thing. Right, Brainiac? And Brainiac is going, I can't wait. And then uh, Brainiac turns to Saturn Girl in the next panel. Saturn Girl pulled the specs on the stasis ray from Superboy's mind, I guess. Superboy, har har. And enter them into this Omnicom. And Cosmic Boy is whispering to Cam and Triad, let's separate those two. Cam, Triad, show Superboy around. And Cam, okay. And Triad, Cos, I need to be here. You can't ask me to miss Valor. Cosmic Boy goes, uh, Triad, what's the matter? And it looks like she's looks like she's very angry or in pain or wincing. Um, and then they split into three. We see uh, uh, Triad purple, Triad orange, and we see the hand of, I guess, Triad uh, triple color. Neutral. Uh, or neutral. Oh, yeah. thank you. Um, and Triad purple goes, are you out of your mind? Superboy is gorgeous. And Triad Neutral is saying off-panel, I mean, we see her arm. Uh, How can you even think about pursuing your lust at such a sacred moment? And Triad Orange. And Valor is one of the holiest people who ever lived. And Cosmic Boy and uh, uh, Cam. Cosmic Boy goes, "Uh uh-oh. And Cam goes, oh, boy. And then Superboy (laughs) is kind of in the background. I don't um, – while Saturn Girl is using her her, um, telepathy, you could see a little telepathy effect. Oh, yeah. I guess. Enter that into the Omnicom. Superboy is perking up, I guess, when he hears the word lust. I'm assuming that the word lust is a rather big panel. Um, and then he turns around, lifts up his little sunglasses, and goes, 
lost. Uh, and then the next panel, uh, try it's very much like, like, you know, flipping them up, like in, uh, what was it that, um, it was the, uh, um, the, oh, Chris Farley, the meme. Yeah. It was like oh, the no. Chris Farley thing. The, oh, the, the gif. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, actually. Oh, is that from the uh, one that the Schlitz gay? <laughs> that's right. That's right. With, uh, that's with beautiful person. girls playing and, uh, and he's got the sunglasses going up. There and he just go. lifts them up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a classic yeah. uh, sketch. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that was a meme. Um, I mean, I, I get it, though. Let's see. Uh, uh, and then Triad Purple, don't come off holier than me. You are me, remember? Triad uh, Orange, don't remind me. And then uh, Triad Neutral, how can you just shrug off the grand culmination of everything we hold dear? And then we see kind of a um, Triad Purple's kind of looking, at checking Superboy out. Uh, she goes, not everything. And then Triad, uh, I'm assuming this is Triad neutral. It's kind of hard to tell um, because we only see one side of her. Um, she smacks Triad Purple and goes, that's blasphemy. And uh, Triad Purple is storming out in the next uh, uh, panel. She goes, I'll be waiting outside, Superboy. Cosmo goes, Triad. And then all three Triads turn around. Look at Cosmic Boy, what? And then he goes, Cosmic Boy responds, if this is any indication of the fanaticism that Fowler's return might stir up, and then uh, the triad neutral and triad orange go, fanaticism. And then Cosmic (laughs) Boy goes, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I hereby declare this Valor, uh, the Valor mission top secret. And we kind of cut to uh, Superboy being led around the uh, Legion headquarters by uh, Triad Purple and Cam. Hey, these telepathic earplugs feel weird. Are you like reading me? Um, and then Triad Purple, loud and clear. So my buddy Valor is hot stuff here. And Triad goes, mm-hmm. And Superboy goes, and me? Triad goes, pardon? And uh, Superboy goes, they're all going to wet their spacesuits when they hear Superboy's back, right? And Triad's, uh... And then we cut to, uh, I guess, is this a Legion monitoring room? It's very narrow. Yeah. Um, Oh, it says, this is the monitor room. We're linked to all communications channels in United Planets. There we go. I stalk guy. Take a drink. I stalk guy. (laughs) I stalk guy. And uh, And the Enterprise D. That's right. The Enterprise D is there. And also the time platform is on the, uh, yeah. what looks to be that time platform is on the other monitor. And then some random planets. Aerial view of the... uh, of the headquarters, of oh, course. Yeah. The headquarters. Uh, and so Triad goes, uh, this is the monitor room. We're linked to all communication channels in the United Planets. Shrinking du- uh, Violet's on duty. Fi, I'd like you to meet Superboy. And Superboy kind of creeps over her chair and goes, hello. And Triad Emph- goes... Emphasis uh, on creeps. <laughs> yeah, he does look very creepy. Uh but again, I'd like to be uh, artistic liberty. Uh, Vi's a little shy, and we see Violet kind of look up shocked. And also there's the shrinking effect as she shrinks to nothing. And her, she uh, says, what? And uh, uh, Superboy, the next panel goes, I guess so. Is she going to go mental like everyone else when we rescue Valor? Oh, and no. And I stalk guy is watching uh, and seems to be this sort of a, a shocked look on his eye. Um, and super, uh, Triad goes, Superboy. And I stalk, I goes, Rescue Valor. And oh, Superboy man. realizes 
what he's done. <laughs> um, and now we cut to, I guess, Brainiac's lab uh, with the other two triads, Neutral and uh, Orange. And Orange goes, how's it coming? Neutral goes, are you close? And Brainiac, if you'll just stop hovering and let me work, we may have them out in just a few. And then, of course, there's a small explosion in Brainy's lab. He falls off his uh, floating chair. How's boy, what? Are you okay? Triad Orange, yes. Brainiac 5, no. This is ridiculous. I can't possibly duplicate these primitive components and Cosmic Boy, and there's no way to get our hands on any. And Brainiac 5, wait a minute. The Planet Core has a fairly complete technological archive. Cosmic Boy, I'll send a team. And then we cut to iStock Guy. Um, it looks like he's at the uh, science police because it looks like it's a science police background. Yeah, it does. Um, and he has some guy, I don't know if we've seen him before, um, kind of like, looks. I'm assuming uh, futuristically filing his nails. I can't quite tell what he's doing. Um, it could be a data pad and just a weird angle. But uh, he's talking to this guy on the, on the you know, I guess FaceTiming him. And the iStock guy goes, and your comm grid still pays 5,000 credits for news tips. And this person goes, just the good ones. And then we cut to iStock guy, uh, I guess, looking very sly with just one eye, which is kind of amazing that it's that expressive with one eye. It is very um, expressive, absolutely. It's kind of amazing. Um, and he goes, oh, but this is good. Very, very good. Uh, and then we cut to the interior of a uh, Legion cruiser. And Superboy, and you guys, like, bomb around to planets all the time? Leviathan, sure. We're all from other worlds, except for me. And Superboy, yeah, right. And then uh, Leviathan is whispering to Cam, did that blowhard have to come along? And Cam goes, I like him. Um, uh, just just the thing, the, the guy who's sitting in, uh, that he's talking to, you know, the one who's on the, on the screen in the previous page, uh, filing his nails, and I'm yeah. sure that's filing his nails. I think that might be Kondo Arlick. What? Oh, he was. He was. Um, if I remember right, he was shown as having darker skin post zero uh, post um, post zero hour. Huh. And he was a reporter, right? The he was. Re- yes. Well. Huh. Maybe. I didn't recognize I, him the first time I read this. I just think it's the 30th century equivalent of TMZ. <laughs> Probably. Okay. And then, um, okay, so now we're in the Legion cruiser, I guess, taking off. And Superboy goes, so we're going to wait for the brain that wouldn't die? And then Leviathan goes, you mean brainy? No. He said he had something urgent to work on. And then we cut to a great shot. I love these Legion cruisers of it just kind of taking off, shooting straight up into the sky. Um, and Superboy, of course, has a very, you know, oh, yeah, like a new face. And um, I guess I'm assuming this is Leviathan. Quiet, Superboy. I'm getting a weird reading. Something small and fast approaching. And we see there's a figure flying uh, just after. It looks like he's jumping off the building or jumping into the sky off the building towards a Legion cruiser. And just so uh, to pick up a thread from the previous page, one of the buildings the cruiser is flying by has a Metro News sign on top of it. And uh, the... Um, this would be way too high to read, I guess, but it says, uh, report Valor alive, Legion to rescue him. So already we know the news is spreading if you're, if you're looking. Um, then we cut to a, a triangular bottom right panel. Uh, we hear a sound effect, bump, 
an invisible kid goes, what's that? And Leviathan goes, something on the hull. And Superboy just leaps into action, goes, I got it, unbuckles the seatbelt. Leviathan, wait, Superboy, let's get some idea of what we're dealing with. And uh, we see uh, Superboy climbing up a, a sort of exit hatch on the roof. You sound just like my mother, if I had a mother. An invisible kid, <laughs> let him go. And he climbs onto the top of the, he just throws open the uh, roof panel on the spaceship. And we still see a figure, but just kind of, a, a you know, in shadow. And Superboy goes, shoot, that's like a guy just walking in the hall like it was sitting still. Uh, and then we see them both. I'm guessing there's like a wind effect or something. Uh, and maybe um, the figure is kind of facing backwards. So you can't really tell what direction mm-hmm. he's oriented. And uh, we see Superboy picking him up, also in shadow. And he goes, uh, hey, tough guy, no free rides, okay? And the other figure goes, let. And then we see who it is. It's Ultra Boy. Um, go. And he, you know, he goes, bomb. And we Look see Superboy. at the hairline on Ultra Boy. It's very yeah, windy. Well, yeah, it's, oh, it, 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 it's so windy, it's blowing his hair off his head? He, 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 oh, he can only do one power at a time. His super hairpiece power isn't... We're going to see more of this when we, uh, when we get to uh, um, Lyle, and he's wearing a headband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's some... Stephen there's some, uh, Superboy has some extreme foreheads here. Um, so Superboy is literally knocked off the ship. Uh, the next panel is kind of flying, uh, right back around to the ship again. Whoa, lighten up, buddy. This is the future. Aren't you like way past violence? And, uh, Joe goes, come here and I'll show you, which is always a great line. I love that. Uh, Superboy goes, gladly. And then invisible kid phases interview. I don't know how he's still on here. Um, he goes, Superboy, no, he's okay. He's a friend of ours. And Superboy, oh, yeah, I could tell. His friendliness tipped me off. And uh, Ultra Boy goes, I thought you'd all like a hand with the Valor thing. And um, uh, Invisible Kid goes, can we discuss this inside? Some of us like walls and floors. Uh, Wait, how do you know about Valor? And uh, Ultra Boy goes, everybody knows. It's all over the news. And Superboy (laughs) goes, is it? Walls and floors. (laughs) Yeah, it it is? Really? And... um, Lyle's kind of sneaking away quietly. See you guys. And Ultra Boy goes, yeah, who are you anyway? And Superboy's kind of feeling uh, bad that he blew it. He goes, uh, just, just some jerk. I guess and Lyle's then, a little afraid of heights. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. He's wearing a flight ring. He's got a flight uh, ring and a trans suit, probably. I mean, he's probably safer anywhere. Yeah, although I guess he's still, you know, he's still getting used to it. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. That's uh, that ship's got to be pretty high uh, by now. And then uh, we cut to uh, Legion headquarters, and it's uh, the president is uh, yelling at Cosmic Boy, or, or at least chiding him. Uh, and have you thought for a minute about the political consequences of freeing Valor? Cosmic Boy goes no, and then she goes, "Neither have I. You didn't give me the chance." Cosmic Boy goes, "Goes if you think we shouldn't," and she goes, "Too late. Words already spread." From here to Winneth, and then we see a little picture of Winneth. We see uh, I stalk guy talking to, I guess, Kondo Arlick. Um, and the uh, we see the um, the Rands family watching the news. And that's not I Kondo, guy. that's Brad. Who? That's not Kondo, that's Brad. Oh, oh that's Brad. Brad oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, that's right, Brad. That's right, that's right Brad. Yeah, because uh, I stalk guy goes, and that's right, Brad. 
I heard them say it. Valor's alive and the Legion is rescuing him. That's just what they... And then uh, I guess Mrs. Rands goes, incredible. Did you kids know anything about this, Garth? And Garth goes, uh, us? Don't make me laugh. Our fearless leader doesn't even talk to himself. And uh, his father goes, well, everyone's in on it now. And it's the greatest event of our lives, if they pull it off. Thinking of helping your friends, honey? And then Garth is kind of, uh, oh, that's right. He has one arm. Uh, he goes, admit it, Ayla. You want to. And she goes, I do not. Finally, we're a family again. My place is here with you. And then we cut to, excuse me, uh, above the toxic vapors of the planet core. Uh, I don't know who's talking. You couldn't pick up a phone. Oh, I guess Superboy. You couldn't pick up a phone. And Leviathan goes, we're guests here, Superboy. And then uh, Superboy responds, but we zoom a a zillion miles to the stinky planet to hear some geek clip the gadget. And they won't even bust him. And, uh, And then Leviathan goes, don't insult the man. And this green head monster guy i don't know so that's not nice this giant green alien goes <laughs> that's speciesist that's, <laughs> yeah I, I don't want to be that way right <laughs> that's delicate uh the institute is trying to get his to will his collection to us believe it or not it's better than ours and then i guess we're cutting to this this uh this um facility uh, and we see the legionnaires sort of flying around a giant door. It's very reminiscent of the Fortress of, uh, Fortress of Solitude. Um, and he goes, not that I'm complaining, but do you guys just alone your way in like this without a warrant? And uh, 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 Invisible Kid goes, what's a warrant? And then uh, Superboy goes, never mind, as the, this giant door slides open. Uh, we see um, uh, Shrinky Violet pop out of the lock. Uh, and she goes, careful, I killed all of the apparent security systems, but you won't believe this place. And then Superboy flies in first. I don't know, sweetie. After today, I can swallow just about anything. And then we see, um, at least at the time this came out, it is a what's what of DC Comics technology um, little bits. We see uh, it looks like some parts of a Brainiac ship. Uh, we see the Blue Beetles bug. Um, we see the, uh, I don't know what you call it, but like sort of the uh, Superman exosuit that he had briefly when he died yeah. and came back to life. The Kryptonian War uh, suit. We, that's what that was. Yeah. yeah. That's the right. The Kryptonian War suit. It looks like a giant uh, Rubik's Cube, uh, probably mm-hmm. a Toy Man item. Yeah. You see a vintage Batmobile. It looks like the first Batmobile. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that's, uh, that's about mid-50s. Mm. Mid fifties. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, uh, Batmobile lad signing in here. <laughs> no, no worries, please. There's also some sort of tank with wings. I don't know where that comes from. Um, um, I see tank. the giant penny. Well, the, the yeah, tank with yeah. wings is in the foreground, so it's probably a like toy man thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, could be. Yeah, it could be. I see, you then, see the golden arches at the back. <laughs> Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's the golden arches in the back. That's the symbol um, of uh. That's um. That's um. McTavish's. No, 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 no. It's a, I'm making a joke about uh Alpha oh. Centaurian symbol, right? You're right. It is <laughs> Alpha Centaurian, the greatest, the greatest the, hero ever, the greatest character find of 1994. That's right. 100%. Plastic Man appears. Plastic Man appears uh, to be there, or at least yeah. a, a red and yellow. Yeah. Is that him thing. or just something with his coloring? Yeah, like so, yeah, a, a reasonable facsimile of. 
looks, yeah. yeah, it looks like Plastic Man is a beach ball or something. Yeah. Something like that. And I like and now I'm noticing even the Batmobile, I thought it was on something, but it looks like it's actually in a lucite case. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And then uh so they're all sort of flying into this giant shot. Um or, or actually it's just Superboy and Ultra uh Superboy and Ultra Boy. Uh and he goes, Look at this place. Unbelievable. How much stuff does one guy need? Mm-hmm. And then Superboy goes, Hey, that's steel staff. I know him. And that's uh, and then uh, Leviathan goes, let's keep our minds on what we're here for. Uh, and Superboy goes, but that's my jacket. He's got my jacket and my wallet. And Superboy takes his own wallet out of the jacket. Um, and then Uh-oh, we time paradox. In time paradox. Well, this is the future. Um, you know, he goes, I just realized that is uh, behind the uh, behind Blue Beetle's bug. That's the Daily Planet globe. Oh, oh yeah. Shoot. Yes. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> cool. And I think you're right. I think that's exactly what that is. Um, uh, we see a voice as uh, Superboy is uh, taking his own wallet out of his future version of his jacket. Uh, Invisible Kids sort of, I can't tell if he's fading in or fading out, but we see someone off camera say, Liar, everything here belongs to me. And then we see um, Scavenger, who, if you've been reading Superboy, you've recognized this guy. He was like a third or second or third villain. All um, right. And he goes, so I, now, sorry. I, was, I can give you a, a, a few sentences on Scavenger. Yeah, uh, sure. Since we, have, since we have not met him yet in the Legion book, um, this is Scavenger, which was a Superboy villain created by Kiesel and Grummet, uh, not the same Scavenger as the Aquaman foe or the Blackhawks villain. Um, he was introduced in Superboy number two, uh, and he is obsessed with acquiring weapons and equipment in order to prepare for, for an inevitable battle against an enemy he constantly refers to but never explicitly identifies. Given his extreme paranoia and delusional nature, this enemy could be completely in his own mind. Uh, after this, back in the 20th century, he fought Superboy again, along with Green Lantern and Black Manta in issue 20. Um, actually, it was right before this, uh, Superboy 21 was the first part of Future Tense, so this, um, this happened right before that. Um, and later, after this issue, Scavenger would lead Superman and Impulse in an around-the-world chase, part of a ruse to steal some magical artifacts in Metropolis. The ruse might have succeeded if not for the presence of Alpha Centurion. As, uh, as see the greatest character Super- find of 1994. Exactly. The Adventures of Superman number 533. Uh, we will not be covering that issue um, in this podcast, though, but feel free to look it up. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, also, in this- Sorry. So we have we have Scavenger with his uh, trident, and he goes, "Now talk." Is it so his trident? Is it his trident? Well, it's or not. Is that, it's it, not. It's, it's Blue Beetles. Beatles. Yeah, we're not on the like Devils. Blue, De- Blue Devils. A Blue Devils. Yeah. Yes. Do you note the Guardian Shield in the background? Yeah, uh, that's right. Just, yep. And did, is that symbol around his neck from anything? Like an oh, Aquaman? The necklace. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a lot more uh, mechanical than he used to be. Yeah, yeah, he's very cybernetic, including I can't tell if that's a mask or part of his skull now. That looks like a twisted sister symbol he's wearing. It's not. He's he's just not going to take it. 
<laughs> You're welcome, nice. Murray. <laughs> now talk. Who sent you? You're too young to be conspiring on your own. Who's scheming against? And he and uh, Superboy recognize each other. You. And he goes, uh, a scavenger goes, Superboy, and, and hits him with the uh, uh, Blue Devil Trident. Fash! Still hounding me after 10 centuries. That proves my suspicions. And then uh, we see Superboy on his ass, and Cam's helping him up. You know that's Parson? And Superboy, unfortunately, named Scavenger. He's the king pack rat of all time. All time, quote-unquote. Get it? And he's also the biggest paranoid. No matter how bad we need that component, no matter what we offer, he'll never listen to reason. And then um, Invisible Kids, again, half fading in, half out, is holding something and goes, well, let's just find this thing and get out of. And then Scavenger comes flying around. It looks like Mr. Miracle or at least um, New God technology, those those flying discs, Mm -hmm. and shoots the trident at an Invisible Kid again. We see the raised helmet. Um and uh, Scavenger goes, you'll go nowhere, not with my property. And then we see Leviathan growing big, uh, and Superboy and Ultra Boy uh, pursuing uh, Scavenger as he flies into the air. And Leviathan goes, listen, buddy, we know you stole it. Just hand it back to us. And we'll forget the whole thing. And Scavenger goes, aha, you let it slip. So the Institute sent you cold-blooded vultures, and we see um, it looks like Batman's utility belt. And a cold gun of some – I don't know whose cold gun it is. Um, but he – Scavenger is grabbing it as he's flying up. He turns back around and shoots Leviathan, freezing, freezing him in ice or at least around his body. He goes, I'll show you cold. Bip. And then uh, Cam kind of spreads into his – like it looks like a giant piece of gum for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> That's uh, sounds he, right. And he goes, no, you. And he has the sound effect – Schlicked, schlup, and uh, Scavenger goes, a shape changer, and then goes, hold that shape. I like it. And he shoots Cam and freezes him as well. Uh, Shrinking Violet's flying up uh, tiny. Stop it, you. And then um, Scavenger goes, ganging up on me. Typical cowardice. And he's kind of, he has the freeze ray in one hand and the blue devil trident in the other. And he's shooting shooting at uh, Superboy and Ultra Boy. Um, fash, fash. Scavenger goes, uh, all conspirators are cowards, afraid to face the light of day. Well, I can play that way too. And then he's gone, and it looks like we see um, there's another Batmobile in, in a case as uh, Superboy and Ultra Boy are kind of hovering in the uh, in this lair. It looks more like and- the 70s version, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, doesn't that, uh, I, I was thinking more uh, 80s, 90s, like the um, the the Norm Brayfogle era. I don't think yeah, it's it the Brayfogle one. It uh, could be. It's, it feels more like 70s with, the, with that particular bat shape in the front. And the hood kind yeah. of like his cowl. I bow, I bow to Batmobile Lad's uh, superior knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, this, looks, this looks more like it's a nod to some of the Neil Adams designs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it looks like that Superman's rocket, or at least the classic version. It looks well, a little like Fortress Lad. Yeah. Yeah, oh, fortress lad. Yeah, yeah. Big drink. Superman's uh, yeah. chip was always red and blue. Yeah, true. Oh, that's and, right. That's and in right. this, oh, but the, and not in this the continuity version. would have been no, but it was it was kind of like egg shaped. Remember? Yeah, literally, because yeah. it was his birthing matrix. So it didn't look like this either. 
Oh, <laughs> well, then I'm wrong on that one. Um, it's Fortress Lad. It's Fortress, it's Fortress, Fortress Lad. Lad. He's in hiding. Fortress on his side. Uh, and Superboy goes, where do you go? And uh, Ultra Boy goes, that away, I think, into the stacks. Let me check on Leviathan, then I'll pull him out. And then we see uh, um, Scavenger is kind of twisting around. Looks like he's trying to shoot um, Shrinking Violet, who's still small. I guess like I would say like action figure size. Uh, and Scavenger goes, ha, ah, how confident you sound. But you're in my vault. I know every cranny of this place. And we see a Blue Beetle costume in the back. Uh, and he goes, and I always have a weapon within reach, like this antique air gun. And he shoots, uh, it says, and he shoots uh, um, Shrinky Violet out of the air with the wump. And in the background, oh, I'm sorry, this is the, uh, I'm guessing we see Ultra Boy on the floor. Uh, looks like he's using yeah. uh, using vision, his flash um, vision. Mm-hmm. Flash vision on Leviathan. We can see a puddle on the floor, so he's melting the ice off. Looks like Cam has already been melted and freed. Not Cam melted. The yeah. ice has been melted from Cam because he's on the floor over a puddle. Uh, and uh, Shrinky Violet falls with a huh. And, and that, um, that air gun would be uh, the classic Blue Beetle weapon, the Ted Cord Blue Be- Beetle. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Blue Beetle. The light air gun, right? Isn't that that's what it shoots? Yeah, light he called air. it his BB gun. Get yeah. It? Yeah, I do get it. But <laughs> I, I love that non-lethal weaponry. Um, and then we see a Scavenger shooting um, Ultra Boy in the back with the uh, uh, Blue Devil Trident. God, there's so many blues. Uh, or this magnificent energy trident. And then we see... Um, uh, Superboy is grabbing the trident and just exploding, exploding it with his tactile kinesis. It's falling apart with a crunch. Superboy goes, "You creep!" I was getting to like him. And Scavenger goes, "My trident!" And I guess, I guess he throws him down into a case. Uh, and Superboy goes, "Is trash, and so are you, man." I was so I was shocked to see you alive. And there's a lot of stuff in this panel. Um, yeah. um something that's come back soon. Looks like uh, we see a flash, a Barry Allen flash costume or early Wally West costume. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we see a Hawkman helmet of the satellite version, or I guess the the second version of Hawkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see an emerald eye fall out of this case as well, <laughs> and just um, kind of roll along. <laughs> yeah, kind of just flows. It hits the floor and kind of rolls off off panel. Um, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a Barry Allen costume because we see the ring here. That's right. We see the ring in the uh, two panels later. Yeah. Uh, Superboy it'll, flies be interesting up to, it'll be interesting Sorry. to track um, if this is the, uh, the first appearance of the Emerald Eye in the reboot. Like when the Emerald Empress does show up, is this the eye that she gets or, or mm. do we just never hear about this one again? No one. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So you, it's rolling <laughs> off panel and having a baby's day out style adventure you know, <laughs> right, right, right. to get wherever it needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. Baby's eye out. Um, man, I was shocked to see you so al- alive, but I'm flabbergasted. You're still a head case. I mean, how did you live a thousand years without learning anything? And scavenger is still in the um, um, case, shattered case. He goes, and how did you? And uh, Superboy goes, what? And then that's where we see the flash ring. We see the raised jacket uh, is in there. So we already saw the helmet. Um, and Scavenger goes, I told you, I always have a weapon within reach. And Superboy of cocky as usual goes, 
You're going to ice me with that pebble? Go ahead, throw it. And then we see uh, this kind of horrific looking, looks like kind of a, a metallic spiky blob is coming out of his mouth, oh, Superboy's mouth. Uh, Scavenger stands up and you, there's a sound effect called fash as the rock is glowing. And Scavenger goes, you don't throw the Philosopher's Stone, Cretan. And Superboy goes, oh. you aim it and you concentrate. You visualize the substance, pure innertron, for example. And the stone does the rest. And as he's sitting in these two panels, Superboy is still being able to turn his head, but he's being coated in Intertron. Um, he's partially in the first panel at the bottom. And then at the last panel on the page, he's totally uh, metallic. He's totally covered in it. And then Scavenger turns towards Chameleon and he says crystal. And, and Chameleon is just inside of a giant red crystal. Uh, just in front of the crystal, um, still half sh- mostly shrunken, uh, shrinking violet is covered in a, a sort of white cloud or yellowish cloud, and uh, he's clear. Uh, scavengers clear. It says ammonia, so he's clearly covering her in ammonia cl- um, gas. And then with the two triads, um, he says birch, gold, and we see one triad is covered in or has become wood, and the other one has become gold. And then uh, Triad Neutral uh, and Leviathan are sort of sinking into a black uh, goop. And uh, Triad Neutral goes, or is it, yeah, I think that's neutral, goes, Triad, you monster. Triad. And then she goes, you monster. You won't get away with. And Scavenger goes, shut up. Tar. So he's kind of sinking them into tar. And then the last page of the issue, we see uh, sort of Scavenger in his triumphant pose uh, with the Philosopher's Stone raised high. And sort of a yellow energy arcs coming off of it. And he says, hear me, craven conspirators. I know you can. You can send a thousand agents to take down Scavenger, and I'll slay them too. And then uh, we see a, a sort of – I mean I guess it's somebody who's still moving, but a co- an energon-coded Superboy um, is at the on the floor looking like he's kind of in agony, the mouth open. Yep. Fingers spread, and at the bottom it says, to be continued in Legionnaires 31, on sale in one week. Then join us back here next month for Underworld Unleashed and the Fate of Excess. Wow. Yeah, he's to- yeah, the- he's totally got that that Han Solo frozen in carbonite uh, look. Feel, yeah. The, the Philosopher's Stone, by the way, is uh, uh, was the weapon of choice of uh, Dr. Alchemy, Mm-hmm. Uh, who was a Flash villain uh, debuting in Showcase number 13 in March 1958. Nice. Not far off the Legion's first appearance. Hmm. Well, very nice. Yeah, All right. Nice, nice little tip. I guess, you know, with the BB gun, they never really say it, nor do they have to, but with the BB gun being so close to Blue Beetle's... Um, costume i wonder if the uh the freeze gun was um mr freeze's gun only i, because I assume it was captain cold a, a utility oh yeah that's a good well, point you know, i would have made that assumption but i'm thinking like now the bb gun the uh, the uh the air gun the bb gun was close to blue beetle's costume yeah and then the philosopher's stone grabs it looks like the same case as the flash Flashes. costume is in although you know so i guess they kind of you know he grouped the mm. stuff right area although i don't know why there was a Hawkman uh costume there and an eye, emerald uh, eye of ekron it seems there might be some that. 
there might be some hoarder like tendencies with this guy. Yeah. You know, if you have a random emerald eye, where do you store it? (laughs) I mean, where do you keep it? Yeah. Especially if you've only got one. And he also had the, uh, the daily planet right next to Brainiac's skull next to a super or Kryptonian battle suit. Next well, to that's, the a, that's a Metropolis exhibit. But that, that's all a Superman thing. Yeah, yeah that's a Metropolis yeah. Except, exhibit, maybe. Except for the Batmobile and the giant penny from the Batcave. Right. Across the But aisle. at least they were right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do. Everyone knows that there's got to be a, a Batman something in everything. Otherwise, right. why would they publish it? Because, it? because it's all a reference secretly... Tying him back to Robin, who is, was, and always will always be. Will a be a le- exactly. Exactly. See, we didn't know about Damien at this point, but it's the future. They knew. They knew. He was already a legionnaire and will always be. So, uh, so there we go. Anyway, it was neat uh, seeing them sort of, uh, you know, trample their way through this, uh, this cool museum. And uh, it really sort of, it keeps uh, keeps an honor to the history of the DC universe. And speaking of history, Michael, did anything happen this week in Legion history? And also, what is your intro for this week? Ah, well, I am uh, uh, this week or this past weekend. I was a lost shaker of salt lad. Ah, yes. Um, there was a uh, one of my local bars down by the waterfront. Uh, had is had a tribute band called the Lost Shaker of Salt uh, band, and obviously they uh, uh, they're a Jimmy Buffett cover band. Yeah, and so uh, in his honor from uh, from his passing a couple weeks ago, um, they held a, kind of a charity silent auction, and all of the tips uh, in the tip jar for the band were donated uh, on behalf of our local Parrothead Club to uh, MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, which uh, is one of his, uh, Jimmy's uh, charities of choice. Very nice. And so they raised over $2,500. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Totally cool. Uh, so when we go further back in history than, than a couple weeks ago, uh, this issue went on sale on uh, September 21st, 1995. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like literally 18 years ago or 28 years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, I liked 18. Place, I, I'll go with that. Yeah. So did I. So did I. Yeah. Uh, it takes place on July 15th, 2994, which is three days after uh, Legionnaires number 30, which is where Livewire uh, lost an arm. Um, let's see. So 60 years ago, uh, in September 1963, we have Action Comics, number 306. Mm. Uh, in this issue, Brainiac 5, Mon-El from the Phantom Zone, and the Super Pets all help Supergirl fight Agent Sklor, a plasmo from the planet Mutor. And I did not make up any of those names. <laughs> uh, on the same day, uh, Adventure Comics 314, uh, the evil Alactor brings three of the most evil men in history, a.k.a. Hero, uh, Hitler, Nero, and Dillinger, to the 30th century where he mind-swaps them with Superboy, Ultraboy, and Monel. The three villains in the heroes' bodies double-cross each other, and the Legion is able to put them back in their proper bodies and times. Uh, 
that was originally covered in episode 23 and recently rerun in episode 775 a few weeks ago. Uh, 55 years ago, 1968, Adventure Comics 374, all but five Legionnaires are captured by the Scorpius Gang, whose leader tells the remaining Legionnaires they must defeat the rival Taurus Gang, which includes somebody who we'll hear again later, uh, Black Mace. The leader of the Scorpius Gang is not Leland McCauley, as we're led to think, but Science Police Chief Zoltoris, who had kidnapped Brand to fund his gang. With the help of the Legion of Substitute Heroes, not the podcasters, the Legionnaires defeat Zoltoris and the Taurus gang vow to go straight. And uh, I guess everybody except Black Mace decided to, to keep that up. And this was from episode 195. Wow, this this week in Legion history included included me, my birth year. Awesome. Uh, and something I just found out about today, uh, 50 years ago, uh, today as we record this, September 24th, uh, 1973, um, Mike Grell uh, has noted that this is the 50th anniversary of him being signed by DC Comics. So he's been in the comics business for exactly 50 years. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And uh, in case you don't remember, his first few stories were um, uh, he had a few issues of Aquaman. He had a um, an inventory science fiction story that eventually ran in Weird War Tales. He did uh, Seven Soldiers of Victory. And then uh, Dave Cockrum left. And the rest is history. Yeah. Dave Cockman left the Legion, uh, leaving the Legion with an artist and leaving Mike Grell uh, in a perfect position to take over the f- book for a few years. So that's 50 years ago. 45 years ago, 1978, Superboy and the Legion, number 246. After Karate Kid brings Iris Jacobs to Mercury to be cured of her Diamond Death persona, the Legionnaires must then solve the mystery of vanishing people on Mercury. In the backup story, three Legionnaires discover that the Fatal Five have used their science in order to advance the status of the living on planet Corvan 4. When their application to join the United Planets is rejected, the Fatal Five become angered and take down Colossal Boy and Element Lad, leaving Superboy to scurry off and get more help. And that was episode 465. 30 years ago, 1993, Legion Volume 4, number 49, uh, Matter Eater Lad attempts to liberate Tartarus from Evilo with his gang of heroes. But after they are kidnapped, Matter Eater Lad is forced to animate Evilo's robot, which which becomes a simulation of Eiffel Ethel, but (laughs) Sugin destroys her and Evilo's palace. Afterwards, Matter Eater Lad and Saturn Queen leave the planet And that was back in episode 668. 25 years ago in 1998, we are deep into DC 1 million. Uh, It is the final week. So in DC 1 million number four, we see members of the Justice Legion of Super Zoomorphs, led by Prody 1 million and the Justice Union of Lalor in the fight against Solaris. In some DC 1 million crossovers, uh, in Kronos, One Million, Reboot, Brainiac 5, and Coco make a cameo appearance in the fight between Gabriel Walker and John Fox 
over custody of Fox's time gauntlets. In the Superman Man of Tomorrow 1 million, uh, the Metal Man robot Platinum provides the complete history of Superman and his descendants' relationships with Solaris, and we have a flashback appearance by the Legion of Executive Familiars, which include Solaris's Sun Dogs, Octus, the eight-dimensional cephalopod, Wormhole, and Crypto-9. And finally, in Legion number one million, three teenagers in the 863rd century uh, discover a thousand-year-old record of the Justice Legion L. Uh, finally, on that same day in 1998, we have the uh, JLA in Crisis Secret Files number one, which, among other things, contains profile pages of all the various DC event theater crossovers, Crisis on Earth-1, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Legends, Millennium, Invasion, War of the Gods, Armageddon 2001, Eclipso, The Darkness Within, Bloodlines, Zero Hour, Underworld Unleashed, Final Night, Genesis, and DC 1 Million, and various Legionnaires of various timelines appear in those uh, events. 20 years ago, in 2003, we have The Legion number 24. Umbra visits Talok 8, arriving just as the United Planets Embassy is leaving after being shut down. Umbra finds out that Talok has a new planetary champion. She challenges the current champion, regains her powers, defeats him, and restores peace to her planet. And look for this one in late 2028, only five years from now. There you go. 15 years ago, in 2008, we have a new printing of Final Crisis Legion on Three Worlds, number one, a new printing of the Kingdom Come trade paperback, and then uh, Legion Volume 5, number 46, with part two of Enemy Manifest. Chameleon's hand is amputated. The menacing intruder planet is revealed as the source of the alien life eradicators. A long-time Legionnaire takes the first step down the path of darkness and the heartbreaking end of the oldest relationship in the history of the Legion. And look for that one around summer of 2030. Five years ago, 2018, we're, we're getting close. Uh, Doomsday Clock number seven. Saturn Girl with her colleagues Johnny Thunder and Rorschach 2 are picked up by Ozymandias. Imra reveals she was sent back in time by the Legion to cleanse an anomaly that threatened Superman. Plus, other stuff happens with Dr. Manhattan. Uh, and then, 955 years from now, the Fatal Five flee Talok 8 for Earth, where they seize two of the three keys to the UP's Universal Weapons Control Panel. Shadow Last joins the Legion for the showdown with the Fatal Five, which all but destroys the Legion Clubhouse. And that was seen in Adventure Comics 366, uh, episode 115, and that is This Week in Legion History. Wow, very nice. Nice. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a, a thorough set of facts. Loved it. Um, well, wow. Uh, that That is uh, <laughs> some neat stuff in that one. Um, all right. So, folks, uh, you know, that is uh, that is our episode for tonight. Want to thank uh, Justin for joining us and for taking us through the issue. Thanks very much. We'll see you next My week. My pleasure. For, we'll see you next week for part three. And yep. um, I love the time. Outstanding. And uh, Alan, a happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you, sir. And um, 
I hope you've had a good one and hope this is a, a fun cap off to that. Um, oh, always is. Awesome. Awesome. So with that, folks, uh, your comments, as always, are welcome to us at uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. Uh, we are on uh, Facebook where you can start the conversation there, and that is found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the X Twitter um, as LOSP Podcast, which is also uh, what you use to find us on Blue Sky. And um, it just seems a much more pleasant place. Um, in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. Um, and uh, so with that, we make our way onto the time platform and think, man, it'd be really nice to get a, maybe they could make this in a more portable format. Maybe uh, maybe an orb. I got that idea because I saw this eye go rolling out into uh into the street and uh um it you know rolled off the table and into the yard um and uh and all that stuff just, just like just like just a like meatball a, just like that meatball yeah yeah on, on so if you eat spaghetti um all covered in cheese uh watch your emerald eye of ekron and don't ever sneeze and we will see you all next week <laughs> <laughs>